When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tents. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, as we ease into 2020, the one thing I'm going to keep hammering into everyone's head is the desire to see us let go of some of our old fears and concerns about stuff that we've labeled as bad without due consideration for any possible benefits. Uh, now, as those of you who read my little rants and listen to them on this podcast know, one thing I truly can't stand is overgeneralizations about stuff in the hobby. When we, you know, flat out say that this is no good, this is this is this is bad, this is good, whatever, without maybe investigating the nuances of it. And one of the most maligned, overgeneralized topics in the world of aquarium husbandry is, wait for it, detritus. Now we've talked about this stuff before, but it deserves repeating. My never-ending war on behalf of detritus continues. Yes, you heard me on behalf of detritus. Seriously. Now, look, I know that uneaten food and fish poop accumulating in a closed system can be problematic if, you know, overall husbandry issues aren't attended to. That's Aquarium 101, right? I know that it can decompose, overwhelm the biological filtration capacity of the tank if you leave it unchecked, and that could lead to a smelly, dirty-looking aquarium with diminished water quality, algae, sick fishes, all that, blah, blah, blah. I know that. You know that. In fact, pretty much everyone in the hobby knows that. But we've really sort of heaped the term detritus into this catch-all descriptor which has an overall bad connotation to it like anything that's allowed to break down in the tank and accumulate is bad anything that looks like dirt is well dirty dangerous and it should be treated accordingly now dirty looking and dangerous are two very different things right yeah now detritus the definition is accepted in the aquarium hobby is kind of sketchy in this regard it's not very flattering at the very least and I quote, detritus is dead particulate organic matter. It typically includes the bodies or fragments of dead organisms as well as fecal material. Detritus is typically colonized by communities of microorganisms which act to decompose or remineralize, remineralize the material. I always have trouble with that word. And that source was the aquarium wiki. Now, everyone thinks that is so bad. I'm not buying it. And why is this necessarily a bad thing? I mean, even in the above definition that I just went over, there's a part about being colonized by communities of microorganisms which act to decompose or remineralize. It's being processed, utilized. What do these microorganisms do? They eat it. They render it ultimately inert. And in the process, they contribute to the biological diversity and arguably even the stability of the system. Some of them are utilized by food by other creatures. It's important in a closed system, I would think. This is really important. It's part of their biological operating system, if you will, of our aquariums. It's not all bad, right? I think we should embrace this, especially in a botanical-style aquarium, which essentially runs on the decomposition of materials, doesn't it? Now, in those flooded forest floors that we find in nature, you know, the ones I'm obsessed about, the leaf litter community of fishes, insects, fungi, and microorganisms is really important to the overall tropical environment as it assimilates terrestrial material into the blackwater aquatic system, and it acts to reduce the amount of nutrients uh, loss of nutrients, excuse me, uh, to the forest, which would inevitably occur if all this stuff just 
you know, fell into the streams and was washed downstream away from the forest. Stuff's being used by a myriad of life forms. Is there a lesson from nature here that we can incorporate into our aquarium work? I think so. Okay, detritus as we see it may be, you know, not be the most attractive looking thing in our tanks. I'll give you that. It literally looks like a pile of shit. <laughs> However, what we're talking about, we're talking about allowing to accumulate stuff that isn't fish poop and uneaten food. It's broken down botanical materials, you know, leaves and, and, and you know, seed pods and such. As we talk so much around here, just because something looks a certain way doesn't mean it always is a bad thing, right? What does it mean? Well, take into consideration why we add botanicals to our tanks in the first place. Now, you don't have to have huge piles of this stuff littering your subs, you know, your sandy substrate. I, I get that. However, you could have some accumulating here and there among the botanicals and the leaves where it may not offend your, you know, aesthetic sensibilities, and it'll still contribute to the overall aquatic ecosystem that you've created. Now, if you're one of those hobbyists who allows, you know, your leaves and other botanicals to break down completely into the into the tank, what happens? Did you see a decline in water quality? A noticeable uptick in nitrate or other signs of, of problems? Does anyone ever do water tests to confirm that detritus is dangerous theory? Or do we simply rely on what they say in the books and hobby forums? Again, I'm not talking about uneaten food and fish fecal material, excessive amounts of this stuff. We know that. I'm talking about botanicals, broken down leaves and things like that. Is there ever a situation, a place, or circumstance where leaving the detritus in play is actually a benefit as opposed to a problem? I think so. Now, I'm just one guy, but personally, I haven't had issues with the complete decomposition of botanicals and leaves being left to accumulate in my aquariums. In fact, in almost three decades of playing with this stuff and being a hardcore water quality testing reefer during much of that time, I can't ever, ever recall a time where the decline of a system I maintained could be pinned specifically on the detritus from decomposing botanical materials as like the causative factor in reducing the water quality. I just can't. In fact, I have never had a situation where water quality has been an issue in a tank not performing well. And I suspect neither of many of you, or at least neither of many of you, who understand basics of aquarium husbandry. Okay, put me in for metal, right? Right? No, no, no. That's not the point. What I'm getting at is that I've always been a firm believer in some forms of nutrient export being employed in every single tank I you know, maintain. Typically, uh, in addition to maybe uh, chemical filtration media or, <clears throat> excuse me, even, even mechanical media, it's regular water exchanges. And not when I think about it or periodically or when I get to it, mind you. No, no, no. It's weekly. Now, I'm not saying that you could essentially disobey all the common sense husbandry practices we've come to know and love in the hobby, like not overcrowding or overfeeding, etc., and just change the water weekly and everything's good. I'm not saying that. But water changes are helpful. However, they're not a panacea for all the potential ills of a poorly managed tank. You have to obey the basic tenets of aquarium husbandry. Don't overstock. Don't stock too fast. Don't overfeed. I mean, we know these things. And you don't need to read it here or, you know, or hear it uh, in the tent or read it in my blog to you know, to get that. You can find this everywhere. What I'm saying though, is that incorporating regular water exchanges into your system gives you the ability to dilute any potential accumulating organics or pollutants before they become a significant negative impact on water quality. Simply give you a buffer, essentially. So I don't need to go into the well-trodden reasons about what, you know, again, what water changes are, why they're a good thing in the aquarium. I do need to give us a collective whack upside the head though, and encourage every one of us to go and think about this stuff from the perspective of an overall closed aquarium ecosystem. Think about the nitrogen cycle, what it is, what it does, and think of the impact of inputs and exports into and out of our closed systems. Think about the potential benefits of allowing some of this stuff, this detritus, to remain. 
Think about the organisms which feed upon it, the impact on water quality, and the organisms which feed on them. Think about the fishes and how they utilize not only the material itself, but those organisms that consume the material. Consider, again, its role in the overall ecosystem. Is detritus a nutrient trap? Or is it a place for fishes to forage among? A place for larval fishes to seek refuge and sustenance in, kind of like they do in nature and have done for eons? Yeah, I know we're talking about a closed ecosystem here, which doesn't have all the millions of minute inputs and exports and nuances that nature does. But structurally and functionally, we have some of them at the highest levels. You know, water going in and coming out, food sources being added, stuff being exported, etc. I think we really need to think about our systems, particularly in the Blackwater botanical-style aquarium world that we play in, as little microcosms which replicate, at least on some level, some of the processes which occur in nature to create a specialized but highly productive ecosystem, not to mention a dynamic ecology. And not all these processes have appealing visuals. I believe that, you know, I I give you that. I believe that we as hobbyists need to separate aesthetics from the overall functional benefits of the various life forms and life processes which appear in and guide our aquarium's ecological systems. There's so much more to this stuff than simply, you know, buying in this unflinchingly Uh, loyal uh, adherence to an overly generalized statements about detritus being bad or whatever. Stay the course. Don't be afraid. Open your mind. Study what's happening in your tank. Try to draw parallels to the natural aquatic ecosystems of the world. Look at this evolution process with wonder and awe and courage. And know that the pile of decomposing goo that you might be looking at now is just a metaphorical stepping stone on the journey to an aquarium which embraces nature in every conceivable way. Maybe, 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 as the years go by, we as a hobby will overcome generations of fear over stuff like detritus and fungi and biofilms, the very life forms which power the aquatic ecosystems we strive to duplicate in our aquariums. Maybe rather than attempting to erase these things, which go against our Instagram-influenced aesthetics or whatever, how we think nature should look, we might want to meet nature where she is and work with her. And we might just see the real beauty and the benefits of what I call unedited nature. And of course... The literal basis, the fuel for all this stuff is the botanical materials themselves, breaking down in our tanks as they've done in nature for eons. The ultimate in ephemeral and perhaps the ultimate execution of the natural botanical style aquarium. It's not for everyone. I get that. It asks us to reconsider everything that's been ingrained into us over generations of aquarium keeping. It's hard to let some stuff go. I get it. Yet... We've seen a change in our community over the past few years. It's really exciting and encouraging. Many of us have already made that mental shift, which accepts the transient, subtle beauty of decomposing botanical materials, the tinted water, the biofilms, the fungi, and the like. It goes without saying that uh, taking a little further and allowing these materials to completely break down and serve as the literal biological substrate for aquatic ecodiversity to be utilized by plants and animals, which reside in our tanks, is simply the next iteration in the management of blackwater botanical brackish aquariums. Ah, the stuff. These small, seemingly annoying end products of decomposition and the life forms that accompany or produce them are actually the most beautiful, elegant, beneficial friends that we can have in the aquarium. We just need to embrace them to understand the role that they play in nature and in our tanks. It's a mental shift, a perspective of open-minded curiosity and a willingness to look at things a bit differently and go beyond the usual and generally accepted ideas on stuff. It's not always pretty. It's not always right. I'll give you that much. However, it's always, always worth considering and exploring. 
Because just accepting status quo, keeping a closed mind to alternative ideas and not pushing the edges from time to time is not just a little bit boring, it's denying fellow hobbyists the opportunity to learn about and potentially benefit from stuff we might have long been afraid of. Somebody's got to do this. It might as well be us. Keep exploring, always. Oh, and what about our friend, Detritus? Think about it as more than just a nutrient trap or a destroyer of water quality or something equally sinister. Think of it as the foundation, literally, of a dynamic and prosperous closed ecosystem. Free your mind. See where this takes you. What do you have to lose? Yeah, you can always siphon this stuff out like you've done your whole life, right? Yeah, no problem. Stay adventurous. Stay open-minded. Stay unbounded by convention. Stay relentless in pursuit of answers. Stay observant. Stay brave. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.